On this episode, Michaela Hornstein talks about her mission to fight against chronic disease by empowering people to take their health into their own hands. You are now tuned are in now tuned to the Power House Podcast. What up, it's your boy Stefan with the Power House Podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, John Haas, and Michaela Hornstein. Michaela, tell them who you are and what you do. I am a physical therapist by trade. So I've been a physical therapist here in town in Tucson for the last five years, but I also do a lot of other things. I have a special interest in health and wellness, and I also play soccer. I am a world traveler. I have a lot of interest. We, we've seen the world traveling on Instagram, so yes. <laughs> uh, recently, Punta Cana, this last trip? Recently, Punta Cana. And I've seen Thailand. Yep, okay. in between there, Mexico, if you count that. Yeah, no, that's international. <laughs> we're, we're crossing the border. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about soccer. So something I learned just today is you played semi-professional women's soccer. Yeah. How was that? It was great. I played Division I soccer at Moorhead State in Kentucky, and every summer I had the chance to play semi-pro. So I played in Indiana, in Florida, and then actually when I moved out here, I was asked to try out for the team here, but I wasn't able to miss work or, you know, I couldn't travel to California a couple days in a row, so I needed to be doing my thing here professionally right Right. so so working more on the professional side of your career really trumped that uh the soccer uh playing soccer so yeah the semi-pro was a way to stay in shape and work you know play with really high-end athletes but it was never a goal of mine to play professionally do you find yourself being competitive in your profession now because of soccer I, if you ask my brother and sister, I was the most competitive person they knew. (laughs) But for some reason, it really dropped off. I play, like, recreationally here, and I don't, I've, like, I'm just out there to have fun. And then professionally, like, as a physical therapist, you're a team. I mean, you're a team, so your your, uh, therapy department is only as strong as your weakest link, Ah. in my opinion. So... I mean, it's all about helping each other be better. But that I mean, makes sense. That's got to come from sports too, right? Like True. it's a team mentality and you probably learned that yeah. from a very young age and then going forward, you know, just making it better. And Absolutely. Better. And then how, what's that like to, most of us just went to school, right? And, and graduated or didn't graduate. So what's that like to play division one? So you're an athlete and then also go for your doctorate that entire time. What's that like? How is that balance? I would, and I do tell everyone this, if you have an opportunity to play sports in college, you should. It just teaches you so many things. It teaches you how to balance your life. Um, You have the responsibility of going to class. You have the responsibility of going to practice. You you need to stay healthy and sleep and do all the things you need to do because it's not just for yourself and your education, but you're also there for your team. and they are there and they make sure that you are hitting your grades. Like you cannot drop off on your grades or right. you can't play. Right. So it's almost more motivating to join a sport so that way you have the accountability behind you Absolutely. to make sure that uh, that you're getting everything done, get mm-hmm. through it. I feel like uh, talking about balance, is. do you go back to soccer now just to, like you said, playing recreationally just for that 
that inner peace or that that balance that you need. You yeah, know, that makes sense. A lot of people would peg me as a um, I don't know how to say this nicely, but someone who works out all the time. Mm. But I don't go to the gym and work out. I'm not like counting calories and looking at my weight and how much how much weight can I push today? It's like, I'm going to go play soccer. I'm going to go swim. I'm going to go do something fun. I'm going to hike. So that's why, I mean, it's just, it's created so many relationships too. That's interesting. Me and John have been really focusing on getting off of that gorilla mentality in the gym and really focusing on doing more outdoor stuff. So we actually exercise on a soccer field. And so we're doing burpees, we're doing lunges, we're running, and it, uh, not only does it give us, you know, the time away from the desk, but we're really focusing and staying in tune, and it's that accountability within each other um, while we're getting there, because we run to the park as well. So um, that's been, for us, it's been a real uh, a peace of mind and balance and, and been helping in that out, that area. You guys should come to Doolin on a Tuesday night, usually 7 o'clock free because the fields are open okay. but I run just like a free little workout session oh, no every way. Tuesday night yeah <laughs> it's mostly wellness. my soccer friends but now if we don't show up she's <laughs> not gonna talk to us so we have to show up at least once we no. have a Facebook group so if anyone does want to come anyone listening can come um what is I'll, that I'll add them to okay. the group it's like a private group okay so, good deal yeah where can uh people find you on Instagram on Instagram. Are you open about letting people in or are you private? How do you deal with the, the social side of things? Because I see you have over over a thousand followers, so you let people in. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I struggle with social media. I realize the value in it. Uh-huh. Just like I realize the value of, of the gym. I, I don't mean to say that's not a good place to go either. Right. There's value in a lot of things. Um, social media I struggle with. I think that I have a great message that I can share, mm. but I don't like the feeling of like having to go on there and share. Right. So if people want to contact me, I actually prefer that. Right. <laughs> like, let's have a one-on-one conversation. I don't want to just blast information out there. Right. However, I, I, it's a great tool to use, so I do use it publicly. And when I first made my Facebook profile public and my Instagram public, um, there are a lot of positives and a lot of negatives that can come from that. Right. A lot right. of like weird, creepy people can oh, yeah. contact you oh, yeah. too. That and, and what we're learning, because we're teaching on the brand building side and using social media heavy. And one of the things that we're seeing people run into is they're worried about what other people are thinking before mm-hmm. they post. So it's more of a, like they're checking in internally before they even put anything what they feel I out there. I totally had that issue when I first started. Because <laughs> then you start following... You know, I started following all these other people who were doing something similar to me. And I'm like, well, their content is way better. Right. And they look way better. And they're having way more fun. And, like, it and it really set me back. Comparison, I didn't want yeah. to do it. Right. Um, but, yeah, you just have to get past that. It's almost a turn. It's like going to the gym and everybody's all yoked or something. And, and uh, I'm like, oh, man, I got to go do curls at home just so I can get bigger to go to the gym so I can fit in. And it's like, wait. Go to, yeah. the, go to the gym I, to get bigger. I think bigger. I stopped thinking about what people were doing after uh-huh. I went to the Gary Vee event. Yeah. And then when I realized you can rent a private jet. So that when, <laughs> when, when all these guys that I see like doing real estate that I that I thought I knew were flying these private jets, I'm like, dude, how are they doing this? Yeah. And then someone just dropped this bomb like, oh, you know you can be in a club where you can rent it. And it's like a couple hundred bucks a month. I'm like, oh. That persona just like dipped, right? And then yeah. I'm like, how is he driving a Lamborghini? And then I go to Vegas. I'm like, oh. 
you can rent that for a hundred bucks. Okay. Like it makes more sense to me now that the persona is you have to be driving a fast car right. and you have to be in the private jet, five star resort to be successful when really it's just a front. And then I right. think Gary Vee said it best when, when shit hits the fan for real right and people start seeing that dude who's the entrepreneur with the private jet working at mcdonald's that's when you can't hide so i thought that that was good (laughs) and and that's the truth because you know now you've created this image that you need to upkeep when you can upkeep it and that's why you're seeing people go into these social depressions and stuff like that is because they can't live up to the picture that they painted you know instead of just being authentic yeah online but I have a couple of things to say there. There are people who, like, you will have friends that will say, like, what, or maybe not friends, but you can overhear a coworker say, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe so and so is doing that. Like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And so it's not just in your head, but there are actually people that are, like, right. saying negative things. Uh, but you know what? If, if one person gets something out of one of my posts, then it was worth it. And it doesn't need to be, I don't need to be a Kardashian. I don't need to be, like, <laughs> I don't need to be hitting thousands or millions of people it's like if one person gets something out of it then i need to be okay with that and be comfortable with that that's really heavy you know i reached out to a person um we're talking about home loan and they just said yeah we were talking about you the other day and i said i hope there was something good and it just was crickets and like at the moment was like what is this person even talking about me for if it's not good i was like Mm -hmm. what am i doing but at the same time holding on to the concept well if they're talking about the online content then I've also had people reach out that say that, hey, you're doing, you know, you've inspired me today. And to, because of that message, I'm going to go do this. And it's like, well, what what's bigger here? The yeah. one, the curiosity or the acceptance or the, you know, sizing me to them or the person that I might be impacting positively. Yeah. And people, some people don't know your motives and it's not they don't have the place to even try to guess what your motives are. Some people use their social media say hey this is my life and my mom and dad and cousins want to see how we're doing and some people say hey this is you know an avenue for me to spread x y or z and that's what i'm going to use it for right so some people just assuming gets you in a bad place no matter what (laughs) i just don't know your point (laughs) and and to go back i mean we learned this as growing up people are going to hate us for everything like there's so much hate in the world so we post it and a hundred people are going to hate on your post and they're not going to like it but they're going to talk about it and then one person's going to love it and they're going to tell you about it and they're going to talk about it moral of the story is they're talking about it and that's what i love we're going (laughs) to keep blasting it out there so just talk about me negative or positive because i know what i'm doing it for right and you can assume like you're saying what i'm doing it for but i know what it's for right? right it's to sell things it's to show my family my son because right. they can't see him it's to be with my friends and show them this life that i'm living that right. i think is badass right and then you know at the end of the day just leave that message and like we said we 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 have our podcast and we do our social media and people are saying hey we're getting things from this and it's motivating to me so cha-ching that's it that one person says hey this is motivating thank you we win now now we're winning we on a winning streak yeah What's the uh, most fulfillment you're getting out of uh, physical therapy? I hesitate to answer that question. Um, every my job is not easy. Being a healthcare provider in general is not easy for several reasons. The way our system is set up, you know, the way insurance is working, it's just it can be difficult. And 
you know, I think that therapists, nurses, doctors, I think everyone's trying to do their best with what they can, but mm -hmm. a lot of times aren't able to do what they want to do or they don't have enough time to spend with the patients. So every day for me, I have to wake up and say, I can make these patients day better. I'm in an acute care setting. I'm in a right, hospital. Right. So, you know, it's never good. You don't feel good when you're in a hospital. Right. So for me, every day, I just have to remind myself, like, whether I get my stuff done or not, whether I'm considered productive or not, because that's how I'm measured. Right. Um, I need to make sure that whoever I see today, I uh, make their day better. Right. So with that said, that's kind of why I've gone on a few other routes here with, with health and wellness, because I can do it on my own terms in the way I want to do it. Right. It, I, it sounds like, obviously, we know that, like you said, the hospital environment um, can be weighing in different directions, um, not only because of the culture, but because people are there for probably reasons that they don't want to be there for yeah. so it's it's deep mindset but it means that you know you got to stay on top of your game so that way you can continue to shine the light and and produce you know a positive experience really and mm -hmm. so it, do you work through like any affirmations or is there like a routine that you work on just to keep yourself you know strong internally yeah yeah have you guys heard of the five minute journal no explain it, I, <laughs> I always always have it with me i don't have it with me it's a five-minute journal, so you there's usually a little quote at the top of the page, but it's a daily journal, morning and evening, and you you list three things that you're grateful for, three things that you want to do that day, and then affirmations. Okay. I didn't understand it at first. The science behind that is if you, let's say I buy a Ford Focus, I'm going to notice all the Ford Focuses in town now. Mm -hmm. So if I start my day with three things I'm grateful for, and even if it's affirmations that aren't necessarily true mm -hmm. so that's kind of the key with affirmations is you want to say i am doing x y and z i am successful i am healthy i am you know all these things mm -hmm. then you really start to believe it and it and you're almost speaking it into existence right so am i great at doing it every day no but right that's one of my favorites right i've heard that a couple ways and there's like you said there's there's science behind it on why it makes sense um but with the gratefuls um i've heard that it's a reminder to be thankful, like for myself to even do things like, uh, you know, my nose is, uh, you know, I like my nose today or something like that. And something so small, but it's reminding myself like to keep my chin up really, you know, mm -hmm. and not to hold on to something that might be other people, you know, it could be my ears that day, or it could be like, oh, you look great. And then I think about my teeth and like my teeth could be whiter or something like that. So it's always holding on to the negative, but the more I'm grateful, um, the more I'm building evidence that, that I'm happy, mm -hmm. you know, opposed to, you know, bummed out about something that day. So I think there's a lot of power in just that, those habits on reminding whatever the gratefulness, even if it's your family, your kids, your, you know, your car that day, but, um, starting the day off with, with being grateful for something. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have three things you're grateful for, you're going to notice those things. Mm -hmm. The get-tos. Yeah. We already talked about them the last time, but uh, this is this is one of the things that made me realize that Ben really was a good one to hang on to. I was in Indianapolis. It was snowing, terrible weather two winters ago, and I was like, oh, I have to go run. I should run. I know I kind of want to run, but I don't want to run. And he's like, you get to run today. Yeah. What is wrong with you? You yeah. get to go do that. I just heard a hat too, like, like three oh, times. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's You're right. It's like, it's like the car thing, right? Like you said, when you, when you see the red focus or something, you, you see it out there more. Now when you hear 
um, has to or I had to do this. It's like I got to do that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's another. Anything. That's another mindset change. Yeah, and that, I, I like that one. Like the the get to is, and I mean I've I'm, I'm trademarking it right now. I've been working on this new concept is do it now. Um, so it's 50 times of of in the morning and in the evening of of do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. So then when I start to sit back on something that I should be stepping in front of and getting it done, mm-hmm. the do it now comes up, do it now, do it now. And then I'm pushing myself to get it done opposed to finding something else to get buried in so I don't do that thing. Yeah. And so that's been different um, a, opposed to like I get this opportunity to do it. However, it's the action that's pushing me a little further now to to actually doing it, actually getting to do the thing and the doing part. And that'll become a habit. Yeah. Yep. So I've actually, um, I'm only like 20 days in that, but it's, uh, they say it takes 30 days to start any new habit. So I'm hoping that I really just get that done and I'm not forcing myself. Have you seen Will Smith, what he says about habits? No. He says it takes one. So people say 21 days or, or 30 days to make a habit. Mm-hmm. He said it's one choice. Right. So he says, today I decide uh-huh. that I'm going to do my just do it. Yeah. It's already a habit. Yeah. Because up in here in the mind, it's already done. So 30 days from now, he's going to look back and it's nothing. Right. And I, I get the science behind the 30 days. But he's like saying, he says, just make the choice. Uh-huh. You chose to do this. So do it or don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. I like that. And then the uh, the three affirmations on that. How's that working? Because I've heard those affirmations do wonders. It's hard at first. Okay. Because it's like not <laughs> real, right? Like, it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But uh, but then eventually you do believe it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like nobody can break me down because I am strong, there intelligent, successful. I am healthy. I am doing what I want to be doing today. Right. And what you have to say to me, just, you know, that's... I'm in a different lane. Right. So I've seen that broken into a way of uh, like picture a triangle and then um, visualizing being one side and then the affirmations being the other, which is creating the I am, which is the belief underneath on Mm -hmm. that. So it's like really affirming with those words, whatever those words are that you use for yourself, but then like picturing it because the the mind works in images. Did I say that right? What did I just say? The wine? The mind <laughs> works in images? Like, hey, I was thinking about wine. I saw I was watching some something of Gary Vee where he had the empathy wine and I'm still thinking about wine. He was so loaded last night. <laughs> you know, it's because he, he sells that wine. Right. So he's on there subliminally drinking it. It's in my subconscious. I'm thinking about wine and now. He, he just goes on wine and starts drinking wine. He's like, oh yeah, Gary Vee owns wine. I should go buy right. his wine. And he's right. just drinking it. It's probably just some Kool-Aid. Right. So on the, on the flip side of that is, is why it's so important to overlay some of that stuff um, with the like the positive affirmations. Yeah, you know? I, have, I have another one for you, <laughs> but it's a little off. I mean, like really being called to talk about it. Oh, do it. So there's a book called Love is Letting Go of Fear. Ah. And you, it, what it talks about is you cannot have love and fear at the same time. Right. And I don't mean love like a romantic relationship, but... Love for yourself, right. love for others. Right. So previously when I was talking, it kind of sounded like I was like, nope, whatever, uh-huh. to other people. But really, you should you should come from a place of love. Right. And so if someone's speaking negatively about your social media uh-huh. or, um, you know, you're feeling like, man, that person was really rude to me at work today. I don't right. know why. The response should not be fear. I mean, your response is going to be fear. And sometimes you react negatively because of that. But you have to remember they were acting out of fear. 
they did something negative to me for whatever reason, usually it's fear-related, and all they need in return is love. Right. I should not act fearfully in return. Right. And same thing for yourself. Like, that makes questioning sense. who you are, your affirmations, like, just love who you are, love where you're at. It might not be perfect, but get out of the place of fear. Right. It's so crazy because it, it works on the, like, you can't have an abundance mindset if you're in a scarcity mindset. Exactly. So it's like fear is the opposite of love. So, you know, they're not, they don't mix. It's it's being love or, or being fearful. And when you're fearful is when all the question and the doubt and all that other stuff is weighing. And when you're giving that significance, that's, that's creating your I am of who you are. It's you are fearful and you're scared, you know. And so then the next time you're going to do, we've been talking about like Facebook lives and stuff like that and how people are afraid to get in front of the camera the fear is going to take over versus the love, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're there to just uh, relay a solid message of love, then do that because you yeah. love not only yourself, but you love who you're, you're going to talk to. Get over the fear of what people think. <laughs> That's a, uh, it's a deep place um, of that fear stuff. And I think that that's why uh, really getting out in front of it and, and tackling it this year for 19 has been a thing for me. And it sucks that it's such a chore, like, that it's hard like with positive affirmations and going different routes just to overcome fear but it's interesting how you put it to where it's just a choice like i've been putting these check boxes in my head like yes or no like are you gonna do this yes or no are you committed to this yes or no and answering it that way and so like if it's something that i want and it's a hard yes then it's also helping push out that fear of any of the questions because I've already made the decision. It's yes, I'm going towards that. Yeah. Step in front of that. Tr just try it. Anything negative in your day. I'll give an example. Like if a nurse was, you know, rude to me, mm. maybe her and her husband got in an argument that morning and she's fearful of what happened, what's going on, you know, and she's just acting out on anyone and everyone around her. Or maybe a patient was rude to her and she's fearful that they're going to make a complaint. Mm. And so then she's acting negatively towards me. So just literally, and even if it's not true, like at least it's a better story in your head than, right. wow, she's really rude. Like, I don't deserve that. You're like the roadblock. You know, like, like you said, like it could have been a patient that was rude to her and then she's relaying the fear to you and you're saying, nope cut off so then you're stopping the fear from continuing because if you grabbed it and took it to your patient and then your patient takes it to the next nurse and the next nurse takes it to another patient then it's just this ripple effect of negativity but you're kind of like mm -hmm. that that dam right the 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 rockets drop in the water and you're the dam at the end the ripple just stops and it just goes backwards yeah you know yeah, that's the, uh, the power of perspective, right? And the, the, the concept of putting yourself in another person's shoes because you don't know what, what that day brought to them or you don't know what's going on. Maybe their grandmother just died or something. And in, instead of taking that energy and then, you know, going and, and giving it off to someone else or giving it back to them and just justifying it, it's more of really taking it and producing love from it, right? So how can I create a win-win out of this that I'm in this moment right now? and uh, make something positive out of it. Yep, even your own negative thoughts about yourself. That's, oh man. I guarantee it's fear. <laughs> guarantee, just try it today. Right, and, and that's the, the hardest place I feel like currently is just really staying in control of those thoughts and, uh, and just filtering out what's negative and uh, staying on what's going to produce the results that I want with my life, you know, ultimately. And so the, knowing that I have the responsibility like it's up to me 
to to control those thoughts and uh has, it's been it's been like a reality check even because I, I don't have the like it's because of you anymore I can't put that on John anymore it's like if I'm mad this morning like it's there's a hundred things I could have done differently you know it's not somebody else's fault yeah. and so really taking responsibility of that you know and and with that is is my thoughts you know controlling those thoughts like hold on this is yours you own this you know what can you do right now with this and that's like leading by the example right right we, we have to do that because for our kids and just for society and the world yes. we need to be positive outlets even for people who don't have kids they need we need to be positive outlets like it's a i say a need because it's not something we have to do if we don't do this the world's going to end like people just are super negative and people are mean yeah they're, they're <laughs> really ruthless. mean it's really sad and i've been noticing like when it comes to me i'm more i'm like harder on myself than i am when i'm talking about my son or my wife but the other day like someone cut us off and instantly could have gone into to road rage and instantly been pissed off and honking whatever but in my head I, and then i said it out loud because my wife was with me and our sons are with us and i said oh they must be in a hurry and need to get somewhere faster than us mm -hmm. exactly. and just like that my wife's like well, well they cut you off and i'm like yeah but they must be in a hurry they must mm. have to get somewhere and cutting me off got them that much closer and then like that, our day continues. We could have went down a rabbit hole of negativity, but it was just like over by just me giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? And and showing them some love and compassion. Like I didn't honk, because that my honk could have been the trigger. Could have set that dude off. Because again, they could be racing to the hospital, they could be going somewhere, they're late for work, and then all of a sudden I honk, that's it. Fuse blown, now we're in an altercation. I don't need that in my life. But if I think if I just, as negative things come our way and like you said or what you didn't say but what you're saying is you're the roadblock you're it like negativity stops with me so you throw negativity my way i'm gonna catch it throw you some love back and now that ripple going backwards mm -hmm. hopefully is love it should be because if i'm throwing you some love it should go back that way for you that's interesting especially with the uh relationship concept of that because it's so easy to feed off of each other and fall into that but really taking ownership and being the strong point in that and like that's another person you're your significant other the one you spend all your time with the one you care about so it's like how can i own what i'm doing right now to affect this family positively and that gets deep with me. Like, I really look at pictures of my daughter and, like, I see her like a fireball and it's so happy and joyful just to see, like, her confidence. And I saw pictures of me at one time. And then I, I also remember, like, broken points. And it's like, I never wanted to go through that. But at the same time, life is going to, the world's going to continue to spin. And I'm not always going to be there. However, what I have now is what John was talking about is, is continuing to remind her you know of how loved she is and how strong she is and that she can do things on her own and and help her with that you know and uh it's uh it's deep because it's the people you love and care about but at the same time like we're all in this dance of life to grow together and so with that is like taking each step you know one foot at a time you know so that way that unit can get stronger opposed to break apart and it's it's scary when we're talking about like health and wellness there's so many different areas of you know on the physical side which which you work on a lot and then on the mental side of it too because you got to mm -hmm. be mentally strong to get your body right right because it's inside out yeah that's yep. heavy so there's a lot of social norms that we're fighting mm -hmm. um even to kind of 
turn the subject a little bit, but what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a social norm to bring donuts in for someone's birthday. And it's like, it's Friday. eating donuts is not normal. <laughs> like, that's actually not normal. Right. And like eating processed foods, that's not normal. But our society has made that normal. So for someone who's trying to change their eating habits, it's like, just remind yourself, like, sure those are social norms but this is not like actually what you're supposed to be feeding and fueling your body to, to optimally work right right that's been uh i've been i've been working on that as far as why it's important for me so finding the why behind and we were talking about a little bit of finding purpose and why and um before we started this but it's important for me to get healthier on the inside so that way when my grandkids run up to me I can still be joyful and give them love and not be worried about my ankle, my knee, my back, you know, whatever's going on that day. And so I still want to pick them up at 80 and just love them for yes. every single moment that I can. So those donuts are like, you're talking about my 80 right now. That's super important to me, you know, yep. so even though that looks good um, and yeah, maybe I've seen that growing up too. However, um, it's not what I want on the ending piece. And, and it's so sad to see like people who are elderly like on a painful deathbed it's like oh, yeah. heartbreaking we can live for a long time right and it'll be on machines and with oxygen mm -hmm. and in pain and it's it's not pretty and we are actually supposed to outlive our kids wow this generation yeah i hate to say that to oh, you because no, you have I'm a baby I'm here john <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> We are. He lives to eighty. Hey, honey. When we you are die, that's not good for our kids. <laughs> that means our kid, our society is so unhealthy that we're our our life expectancy mm. is actually going to go the other direction. That's going to go down. That is gnarly. So I don't know that we're get, we don't have to get to it um, here today, but we give health talks around town, and right. I highly, highly, highly suggest people attend those or watch them online or whatever. It just gives ideas of like how to start working toward, you know, a healthier lifestyle. And it's not a diet. Right. I've looked into a lot of that stuff for my own health reasons. Right. Like Whole 30 and paleo and all that stuff. Right. It's, it's not a fad diet. It's, right. it's like, here's how you start beginning to eat fresh fruits and veggies again. Mm. <laughs> here's how you say no when the office has a party and there's donuts. And there's freaking. <laughs> everything there and you feel like i oh my gosh i used to eat like pizza hot dogs right, right. everything macaroni and cheese i never ate veggies never until like two years ago we have a potluck at work and i'm like i'll have the salad i'll have the veggies like i'll bring the veggies and it's normal to me but before i would have laughed in your face mm. like if i've been like why did you bring veggies to the potluck man right. but <laughs> it's just a it's a mindset as right. well and it's, it's learning like what actually fuels your body right. and what, if it's not helping you, it's hurting you. So if you're not doing things that are helping you from, <laughs> how, how simple is that? <laughs> if it's not helping you 100%, it's hurting you right. 100%. Yeah. If it's not helping you it's live, simple. it's helping you die. Right. Right. Cause <laughs> we're, serious. we're either growing or dying. Yes. Right. So if it's not helping you grow, it's helping you die. Yeah. And it's easy. I, I mean, I wish like my family or my friends from before I moved here could be here and they would, they would just be laughing right now. And people here think like, oh, I'm this health nut, but 
that it has not been that way. How has being a health nut now been like the negative? Right. Like, oh, you're too healthy. You work out too much. Um, you you don't. Oh, here's the one. You don't enjoy. I guarantee you don't enjoy what you're eating. So love is letting go of fear. John, you must be fearful that I'm actually making good decisions or that you're maybe not making the right decisions. So I just approach you with love and I say like, you know, here's some carrots with a really tasty ranch. Start with ranch or right. something. Like right. start with a dip. Right. And then maybe scale down. But like, yeah, it is weird because the societal norms are not to be healthy. That was such a freaking lovable way to even put that out there. Like without being condescending or like, oh, I'm trying to like go into some personal story of how I'm trying to get in shape or something like that. But like why it's just super important. But like the way that you presented that was just straight love. Like, oh, you should try these and, and try this dip. Like really you're putting out like pure, genuine love opposed to any like I'm smarter than you factuals or uh, this is me trying to get in shape and so then it's me versus you or any because it's somebody's already living in fear you don't want to feed it with more fear you want to yeah. just like really show that love and get that intention across that is gnarly I just like though if it's if it's not helping you it's hurting you. like that really resonated <laughs> to me like I think about it now because I'm like thinking about the last time I ate a donut because they brought donuts in and I'm like oh my god like what am I doing if I'm going to lead by the example and preach it it better be in every aspect of my life <sighs> every single one because I told I remember so my son plays soccer I, I have a 16 year old and he plays soccer and now it's hitting me about running right I told him that when I played soccer um and I just played in high school that I could run the entire time. I would run for 60 minutes. My, and that's why I went from freshman year to senior year playing varsity because I was a workhorse. My dad would always have us running, so we just ran the whole time. And then I'm telling him, why do you always walk? Right? He can't run a whole game. I can't even run. Like, here I am trying to tell my son what I did when I was 16, mm -hmm. 17 years old, and I'm 30, so I'm not old, and I can't run. I can't run. Like, I have to lead by the example. Like, I have to be able to run for an hour to look at my son and say, you should be able to run to an hour because I can still run for an hour, mm. you know? And now I'm thinking, like, I'm making these life decisions now. <laughs> Helping or hurting. Right. And it's, it's like the hell yes or the, or the no. If it's a hell yes, I want to do this, we do it. If right. it's, an, if it's a not a hell yes, then it's an automatic no. Right. So now my question is, is this helping my body or hurting my body? Right. If it's not helping, it's automatically hurting. Right. At what cost to the body mm. is a good question to ask. Right, so what's the price your body's going to pay? Yeah, and if it's a treat, you know, that kind of stuff happens. But don't make it a habit. No treats. Uh, <laughs> so... I have <laughs> things that you can use to help you with the treats. Um, that's part of our health talks, but uh, where, actually... Where do we find the health talks? Where, where can someone go to find those? Because... I'm selfishly want to go now. Right. Yeah, you should. I usually post them on my social media because they're not like every Saturday. Right. Whatever, you know, I'm also like, so on my days off, uh, let's see, my last day off was Thursday. I just walked up and down 4th Ave and like talked to owners of different shops, breweries, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, would you be open to a CBD talk and tasting? Hey, would you be open to a health and wellness talk? And I, I mean, I'm just going wherever people will let me in. <laughs> right. So how, how was that? Cause now you bring up CBD. How was that? Like, cause I know that there's on social media, negatives, positives, people don't understand it yet. And I know coming from your background, I mean, you do, that's how we met. I mean, we, you, you turned me on to some, some 
protein and stuff for me to get healthier. And that's how we met. Because you do, like, all this research for mm-hmm. everything. So what's that like to, to talk openly about it? Um, it can... To talk openly about it is is okay um, in terms of, like, this is what I've learned. This is what the research has shown. You know, this is the information available that I could glean. I'm not a medical doctor. You know, so you have to be kind of, like, careful there. I can't say, like, as a physical therapist, as a physical therapist, I recommend this because it's not necessarily within my scope of practice. There's just so many, like, rules and regulations. You kind of have to be careful. Um, but I think... If I'm going to research the hell out of it, I think that someone else deserves to know like what I've researched because I don't think many people are willing to go through the time to research. Right. So I think it's important to get the information out there. And then in return, or on the other side of that, what people say is like, they'll still argue with me and say like, well, CBD isn't good for you or, you know, eating, eating raw broccoli isn't good for you because of this, this and this. And it's like, well, you know, what have you researched or what do you know? And sometimes people just speak off the cuff. Like they don't really know and they're just fighting because they don't know. They're just resisting yeah. right away. And, and that's interesting. We were just talking about that in a whole different form, but it's the same thing when somebody finds the negative and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and it's when we do it internally at yeah. the same time. It's like, well, I learned this one time that you're yep. supposed to cook your broccoli because it's not good for you. You can't digest it. And it's like, well, that's just not true. And <laughs> you, know, you got part of it right, but, you know, here's the big picture. Right. And it's and it's going back to social, like, where did you learn that from? Because for me, like, when my grandmother tells me, like, oh, you're getting thin, mijito. And it's like, what are you saying? I should eat more donuts? Where's the donuts and tortillas? <laughs> and, like, but at the same time, is that the best route for me? You know, and it's yeah. healthy is not always a, a bad thing because somebody's getting more in shape or they're getting thinner you know it's we're just used to a different culture yeah and that but i think the education route on just getting out in front of people is is the biggest thing right because you don't know what you don't know so therefore just getting it out there more exactly you don't know what you don't know um i am always 100 percent willing to to chat with anyone about anything so Mm -hmm. you know maybe they have something that i don't know Mm -hmm. so i'm definitely open to talking about it um i had something else for you there it was good too. It'll come back to me. Yeah, the power <laughs> of perspective though is like being open enough to like, hey, you're super knowledgeable in this realm, and then hearing something from somebody else. Yeah, it just hit me. So a lot of times, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, so let's say I go out there and I have all this information that I've gleaned about CBD, and a really good resource for people who want to learn about it is ProjectCBD.org. Mm-hmm. So it's ProjectCBD.org, and they don't sell any products. It's all the research that's out there. They've sifted through it for you. So I've I've read through that, and I'm going to go give this talk. Well, I'm not big pharma. I don't have all the money to put my products out on a commercial or a radio station or whatever. So what people are going to hear is, you know, I have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. This is the medication I should take because I heard it on the radio. I saw it on a commercial. Who knows if they're going to find out that I was giving a talk about how to, you know, do things naturally. Right. So that's the other side of it is like some people don't want to listen if you don't have the money to project yourself in a large way right 
I've, I've seen those commercials. It's like, hey, you have high blood pressure. And then they go through and it's like you having fun and then you're picking up your kid or you're an old guy picking up your grandkids. And at the very end, you listen to all the side effects. And it's like, here, you can cure your high blood pressure, but you might have a heart attack. You'll probably have a stroke. You might end up in a coma and it's probably gonna be cancerous. So, but hey, risk, risks, risk, risk, right? And, but again, where did I see that on TV? I saw it on a Facebook ad, an Instagram ad, because. And it's convincing because right. it's done very well. Right. It's done very well. Oh, they're, they're always happy the but entire time. There are only two countries in the world that pharmaceuticals can advertise directly to the customer. Right. United States and New Zealand. So it becomes a social norm. Again, it becomes normal to take medications, to put Band-Aids on things that you're not actually fixing. Mm. So you take a medication for this, and then you have these side effects. You take a medication for that, and it just goes down the line. I have some stats for you that the CDC came out with. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, wanna, I wrote them down, actually, because I want to make sure that I say this correctly. 60% of Americans have at least one to two chronic conditions. Mm. 60%. 28% have three or more. So, and to be honest with you, when I see patients in the hospital, if they don't have at least three comorbidities, I'm surprised. Wow. I shouldn't be surprised right. by that. And our healthcare system is amazing at crisis care. So mm. don't get me wrong. I love our medical doctors. They're all amazing. But our chronic care mm. is just going nowhere fast i feel like a lot of that stuff is long term and we're just really good at short-term fixes like you said the band-aids the under the rugs oh it's know. instant gratification always right yeah. we it's want easy. we want it now like oh you had you're gonna have you're gonna suffer from a stroke well fix it now right like no what did you do for the last 56 years to lead up to this like we gotta work backwards and right. we gotta fix all that stuff right? that's scary when we're talking about kids too now and it's like Oh, Where yeah. can the adjustments be made so my kids outlive me? Yeah. Diabetes is huge. Kids are getting diabetes at such a young age. And that is something that can be helped with lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. It does not need to be a medication situation. <laughs> I mean, that is an, is an easy fix. Maybe it's not, I shouldn't say easy, but it's a fix that can be done without medications. That's uh. <laughs> Oh man, if my wife makes it this far in the podcast, to hear it from somebody else and it actually clicks, she's been telling me like uh, the adjustments we need to make at home with the kids, you know, and it's like my daughter mm -hmm. sees me picking at stuff late at night and now she wants in, like she wants in and I'm picking at something that like, I wouldn't give it to her, but I'm eating it. Like I'm picking at example. that. <laughs> and now, if yeah. you, and, and then to, to come back on something you said, cause it's been hitting me this entire time. Like our kids, like we're, they're supposed to outlive us. Is that what you said? Or we're no, supposed to outlive them. we are going to outlive them. Right. That's the, what their the theory is, because that is how sick they are and, and already. Like, I'm 30. My son was just born. If I live to just 100, <laughs> just 100, he's 70. That's a damn good life. 70 years with a person, right? Like, my grandparents were married for 55 years, right? Before my grandma died. Right. So if, if I make it to 100 and I'm cool and healthy, um, my son's 70. I think at that time, I can die. Like that, then I can say, cool, now we're good. I'll die. You're 70. Because then he has kids. His kids probably might have kids at that point. <laughs> That's got to be a good feeling, right? Just kind of be like, oh, I'm bored. No, I think I'm good to tap out. Yeah. About 100. But it's a choice. I want it to be a choice. I mean, I know we can't choose it, but that'd be awesome, right? If you could just choose. 
say I'm so gonna be so fucking healthy that I'm gonna live to 100. I'm gonna watch my kids, kids, kids be born. Well, and then at 100, I'm gonna say, eh, this is good. I'm okay now. Well, it's the power of intention, right? Like, can you? Yeah. Exactly. 100. Right. And then just stay clear on it. And then what that's going to probably prevent a lot of donuts in your life. Like, I'm going to be honest. energy drinks, too. <laughs> that is uh, super deep. Well. So I can connect you with those health talks. Um, yes, please do. We'll, so we'll post it. We'll, we'll cool. make it. Because, again, it's, it's super valuable. It's just we want, we're going to add value to everyone who listens. At some point in time, they're going to they're gonna add value mm-hmm. and come to it. It's important. I think it's important. Health and wellness in so many ways. You know, there's there's inside, there's outside, but all of it matters because we're just one being. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're talking about that balance and really just finding that balance. And I think we're, we're so extremists that it's either, you know, hardcore one way or hardcore the other. And uh, we miss a lot of areas that need attention in our life. It's yeah. like, uh, do you remember that game, The Sims? I feel yeah. like it's just like Game of Sims. Like you gotta go do laundry. You gotta do this. Gotta do that. You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta, you know. There's a lot of areas, but it's all needed in order to live a fulfilled life, at least. Because I could imagine that that's the feeling that we want. It's just like, that was good. All right, cool. Later, guys. And I'm out. Happy. At a hundred. Hundred years old. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you for coming out. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a lot uh, of fun. Where can people find you? On social media, or you can email me. I'm a little hesitant to give my phone number out yeah, here. But... No, it's really... Yeah, <laughs> social media. But once you contact me through social media, right. if anyone here is listening and wants to, I will give you my number and we will text privately because I think that that's just an easier... Or heck, we can meet for coffee. I don't know. Whatever right. you want to do. But right. initially, I'm on Facebook as Michaela Ann. Mm-hmm. It's M-I-C-A-E-L-A-A-N-A-N-N. And I think my profile page is just like a headshot with a red scarf on or something. I don't okay. know how many Michaela Ann's there are out there, but... <laughs> the red scarf. Yeah. We'll link you. We'll link you. And uh, <laughs> on Instagram. Okay. I believe as Mika or Michaela. Okay. Hornstein. Do you go by Mika? I had a that... neighbor called Mika. Yeah. And her name was Mika, yeah. It's, Best friend. Uh, <laughs> because if you say my name in uh, M-I-C-A. a more Spanish way, I guess, uh-huh. Micaela. Ah, uh. And then on that actually came from a semi-pro team. There were two, there was a Kayla and a Kayla, so I became Mika. <laughs> there it <laughs> That's is. That's where it started. All right. It's, it's got to start somewhere. The change has to, has to start somewhere. There it yes. is. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Powerhouse Podcast.